Always make sure to start recording now. All right. Yeah, man. Play the song. Exactly. I tell you what, the intro song. It's a good uh, song. It's been upped. We've upped our game a little bit, Keith, <laughs> with that intro song. All right. I, I, had, a, I had a big uh, conversation this week with Alex. Oh, uh, yeah? A Facebook I Am thing, because I think she was out. Uh, it was her cousin that did this. Uh, yes, it was. Matt this, Norman. Exactly. Noisier Music. I'll put the link in, in the bio of it. it I was like... Uh, I mean, for whipping that together in like two or three weeks, that's well, a yeah. pretty good song. And he really whipped it in like a day and a half. Yeah. Because like, he was doing other shit. For, yeah. J- just to be able to do that, it's like, wow, thanks, bud. Because that, that song is... Uh, it's really good. Yeah. It, it's a jam. <laughs> well, welcome <laughs> I'm in. into it. I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. I'm here with Adam. We're watching a commercial right now, but Face Off is, is <sighs> really climaxing. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, never saw Face Off. I've seen pieces of it. It's like another, Nick, like, a lot of Nicolas Cage movies are like Raising Arizona. We're like, I've seen it on TV, I've passed it, I've seen scenes, but it just never intrigued me enough. It's interesting, man, because again, my opinion of him is so different than yours because of the age difference between us. Because when I was a teenager, Nick Cage was deemed like he had a young, hot actor who was like, had integrity, like he was... He was in a lot of uh, indie movies. Uh, Birdie was a movie he was in with Sean Penn, and he was in a obviously Raising Arizona was a it's a totally great movie. But he was also in a, a Wild at Heart that was a, a David Lynch follow up to Blue Velvet, you know. And Blue so Velvet, was, I love. I, I, oh yeah, Blue Velvet. Well, Blue Velvet's great. He's not in Blue Velvet, but uh, that was the follow up oh, movie go. for David Lynch, which was Wild at Heart. He was also in a. God, what were his other movies of that time? He did. Oh, he was in a, like Moonstruck, you know, where he played like. A, a younger guy who falls in love with Cher. <laughs> like actual They're Italians. Cher? Well, no, they're Italians. Oh, buddy, we got She's All That on E. You know, She's All... Who's, who's on She's All That? She's All That is Freddie Prinze Jr. Oh, yeah. And, and Rachel Lee Cook. Oh. She's the, the woman interest. Yeah. Uh, we got Barbershop 2. Cool. Never seen Barbershop 2, but... Oh, this is the... Let me explain. Barbershop, the next cut. Mm-hmm. They didn't want, they knew Barbershop 3 would immediately turn people off, so they had to make it sound like a reboot. <laughs> Barbershop 3? <clears throat> yeah. Why? Because they think it would be like a, like a quartet we or got something? Double Cage right Whoa. here on television you know, I've right never now. Seen, you see, he this made, movie's awesome. He made so many movies like the Snake Eyes is true garbage. Snake Eyes is crap. That's one of De Palma's worst movies. It's all the De Palma tricks the trade. But he, I, I mean, his. 
If you watch Wild at Heart, Wild at Heart is, is pretty. You, you just see Wild at Heart sometime. Have you ever seen Watch Wild at Heart? No, that's his no. high water mark. In my, but my point is, he was also in Red Rock West. Like he, he had kind of there was a certain integrity, and then he just he went Con Air is where he really started to pivot. I think that and this movie, you know. Yeah, he got a little full of himself. I think he started thinking like, oh, I'm a fucking Coppola, like I'm fucking untouchable. I'm actually an actor. Well, I guess his story is is that, you know, because his last name was Copley, he changed it intentionally. He didn't want people to, you know, use that for his advantage. Yeah, he changed it to the most, like, you might as well just call yourself fucking Johnny Quest or something like that. <laughs> for Nicholas Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Maybe he was a fan of Michael Cage, the rebounding phenomenon of the L.A. Clippers you know, in the 1980s. You it's, know, it's, it's ironic that I pick Cage because I don't like being put in a box. Well, he's in, he's in Valley Girl. You know, which is one of the that's one of the classic like that's his first movie is Valley Girl, which was such an early 80s like, oh, such that that era of movie again that I that I kind of my preteen years like that was like my that was my window into how what teenage life was like, you know, there was sex in it and stuff. That's Diane Kruger. I'm a fan of hers. She's pretty. I don't get because I turn out to be right after I assume that I'm right, that I'm correct. Yes. See, the 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 hook in this movie is this is the sequel. The first one, there's a map, a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. This movie I just saw recently and I already forgot what it's about. But his hook in this is that he immediately knows like the answers to riddles and he'll say it. He does it like a professor. Like instead of just telling you the answer, he'll just be like, in 1774, a milkman was going transcrossing across America Ugh. and in his back pocket he held a piece of paper what was on that piece of paper and they'll just be like I don't know something famous and he'll be like no he had a grocery list but on that <laughs> grocery list and then it'll be like dude shut the fuck up he gives you a history lesson while he's explaining the that's his what a nerd I'm sorry the nerd screenwriter for this you know <laughs> I'm gonna just nerd out with all my knowledge the first, do you know who wrote the first movie and I think this one do you know you ever watch the show Reno 911 oh yeah you know yeah. the guy who wore the short shorts yeah, yeah him and the dude who wear the big thick cop glasses with the mustache they wrote this movie wow. and the first one they wrote wow. a book called how to write how to make a million dollars writing movies and not it's basically about how to write movies that will make a shitload of money but you don't aren't necessarily artistically attached to well, of course so you yeah. can just kind of write them and then sell them and then they make yeah. they make your residuals like they wrote herb they wrote fucking herbie 2 fully loaded you know and there's a market like, for that and they were like we wrote that so we could make money so we could do the state yeah yeah which exactly. was a, a show we actually cared about yeah exactly so exactly. we fucking we shat out the script for Herbie they paid us $200,000 and then we did something we actually liked I, I used to look down on that I used to look down like oh my god where's your integrity no 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 there's a plan there there's a game plan and a strategy and it's not like they and, and it's you know, not like they didn't work hard like yeah for the for like the the demographic that's like a f successful movie it's not oh, like yeah. they're like all oh, these dumb little fuckers that are like oh yeah they made it good yeah it's yeah. just something yeah. that they were like if this movie doesn't do well we're not gonna care yeah type of thing yeah well yeah and, and also we're gonna get paid some money to do this to do what we actually like yeah. to do which is like that i mean you have a talent you have a skill that's to write. what pat oswald you know, says that. about like when he would do shows like the king of queens he was like people that like he was like, there's people who start doing stand-up so they could get the sitcom and start making money. He was like, people like me and the comedians I come around with, 
we do the sitcoms so we can make money so we could just do stand up whenever we want. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the opposite. Like yeah. the reason I'm on here is so I could just make a quick buck. Yeah. And then I could go do a rock club and it doesn't matter if 45 yeah. people show up. Because yeah, exactly. Because I made my I money. made 400,000 bucks, yeah. 800,000 bucks writing this show or whatever. Yeah. Which is I used to look down on that. Like that's what a fool I was. That's how naive I was and unwise. No, that's a strategy. You know, I mean, also be aware of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, don't lie to yourself and say, wow, uh, I, I'm making a great, uh, I'm, I'm the next Fellini here. You know, Fellini. I, I'm sort of, you know, I, I'm this incredible. No, you're writing product. It's sellable. And that's great. You have a skill. A lot of people can't write that well, I think, or can, or can think in these in this mm -hmm. way, you know. So it's just, you know, whatever, use it at the same time. Look at time. this. This is the, he's fucking unlocking the fucking desk, the great desk in the White House, but look, he's like spinning a yarn as he's doing it. <laughs> Six. I mean... I think they gotta steal a pipe. I'm pretty sure it's a pipe. This is so bad. I, I, I just don't get the appeal of this. It's like this masterful it is thing, good. and the government is being run by no. Freemasons. No, well, <laughs> it's just more about, yeah. His markings, like ink in her Aztec. I have never seen Knows immediately they're like ink in her Aztec. I mean, this looks centuries older than... <laughs> Blows so, it clean. What do you think it means? Well, I doubt it has anything to do with the plot to assassinate Lincoln. Uh oh, uh oh, we're on a computer. We're on a computer. Things so, are gonna okay, happen now on, it's kickstarting something. So, they have accused one of his family, like past heritage people, of plotting to kill like Abraham Lincoln. That like John Wilkes Booth didn't act alone. Oh, so he's he trying to like clear the name of his, his fucking family. Th that was a three-person hit that was going on when when Lincoln got got yeah. killed because they were going to kill the secretary. Was it Seward? And then also, I think the vice president, I think it was three people. C-word? Like cunt? Well, I think it was like a Seward. Seward, I think was the, was the name. Seward, Ralph was the, J. Cunt. <laughs> a Seward. I, I didn't even know that was a term for it. That's how naive I am. But no, it was, oh, I think the it was Seward, Seward was dude? a, what, yeah, people, the C I know. Well, because yeah, people course. don't like saying cunt. Yeah. So they just, you know. the C-word. But my point is, is... Uh, uh, yeah, three way uh, hit. Uh, there was a three way hit when, when, when Wilkes Booth. So somehow they're linking John Wilkes Booth to to Cage or something. To or his great 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 uh, like clear his like name or something. Like that's the driving force behind this. That's a bizarre nerd fantasy. I gotta clear my name. Well, they needed something for the sequel because they found the treasure. The whole reason he's like hooked up in this one is because they found. Like the second, like the biggest treasure in the history of the world, they found because this cocksucker knew there was a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. John Voigt's dad. Oh man, when Voigt's getting a check, wow, wow, you know. Well, it was Ed Harris, Ed. I mean, fucking Ed Harris. <laughs> That'd be funny if he was like, "Is that the guy that played Jackson Pollock?" Uh, uh, yeah, Ed Harris plays a good bad guy. After the okay, did, did you ever see uh, History of Violence? Oh yeah, that's a comic book. Uh, well, it was based on a comic yeah. book, oh, and I didn't know that because yeah. Cronenberg well, directed it. It was a graphic novel, like okay. it's not like it was a series. It came out as one book, but, but yeah. again, it was about a guy who was in the witness protection panel program. for panel, dude. Like it, it's it's one of the truest adaptations of a comic really? book out there. Really, yeah, yeah. I, I like that movie a lot. I mean, because I'm most I'm a big Cronenberg fan. I just find Cronenberg to be very. Uh, 
I don't know. He, dude, you know, I like this when you have to traverse different. the streets of fucking of a foreign country because they got yeah. the little tiny streets, man. <laughs> well, you went from an Italian to Cacciolo, I think was that was your arc of that dude, character. Dude, today man. there were so many accents in the mall, and I gotta tell you, buddy, as far as the people who get who don't like the stay six feet apart and put on your mask, a lot of your Eastern Bloc. And you're Italians. Yeah. What do you mean, stand away? I fucking stand here. Like, they fucking <laughs> yeah. hate it. Yeah. Oh, oh, like, you've heard that people can be getting Buddy, pissed. I fucking don't tell me to move. I move. I stand. Yeah. Jeez. I'm here. She here. God. Like, they just refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I have a kind of a set life right now, so I don't quite interact with enough people to even know that. A lot of people with the nose out of the mask. It's so annoying. Yeah. And you'll be like, can you put your mask over your nose? And they'll do it. And the second you turn around, they yeah, yeah. put it back down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I've i gotten used to it. I, I didn't have it on last night. I went and bought, bought a beer to drink at home Friday night. I'm going to chill out a couple beers. Do you know what my favorite thing is to do? Because I can't. A couple, there's a couple girls, again, your Eastern block. Yeah. They'll try and pretend like they're about to pass out because they have to wait outside. Like there will be women, like really, like Russian women that like they order their food and they try and stand inside because the air conditioning's on. And you're like, I'm sorry, but can you go out into the patio and we'll bring your food out? Uh, It's hot. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. Why are you here? Yeah. Go home. Yeah. 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 And I mean, Russia. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, I can, no, I, no, I, no I, 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 hey man, I, I, I can believe that, man. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's there's this whole. He's so hot. What a! It is so interesting to me the parallels right now between this country and and the Russian influence and Eastern Europe and just the the weird connection that exists now that didn't really exist before in terms of like behavior and you know, I mean, it's just I don't know. That whole ugly American thing, I don't like. I really like when you're in Europe and you travel. Well, now there, it's dumb American. Yeah, you, you can hear like an American from like one block away. There was like, hey, like when you were talking about the Chicago guy a couple episodes ago. Everyone in yeah. Chicago talks like they're, they're working. They have to talk above machinery that's going you know, like a yeah. lathe or something. And it's like you can hear an American from like a block away. Like, hey, what's up? And you're just like, God, calm down a little bit. Like, it's be a little more subdued. You know. You know what kills that is not the second I. Like for a year, wasn't drink drinking. Yeah, dude, I can't handle drunk energy. Yeah, that like interesting when it's twelve thirty and you're trying to hang out, but you're tired because you're not on the stimulant yeah. of alcohol. Yeah, that when your friends are like, "Hey, man," yeah, and you're kind of like, "Uh," and then they get, "What's the matter?" Yeah, you mad? And you're yeah. like, "No, I'm just not yeah. excited at one in the morning." Yeah, like yeah. I'm trying to, yep. and that's when that's when you know, like I should just go. Yeah. Like, yeah, my friends are starting to annoy me. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just gonna go. Man, I mean, good for you for getting getting you know whatever, just not drinking. I I, I you know I'm, I've been thinking hand. of getting a sixer of some non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> that that that's your tip in just the toe for back a taste. No, I'm tip not gonna the, drink, but just yeah. like because I do miss the taste of beer. But beer, I mean, but listen, I it's yeah. not even a I'll fucking go if I if I have a cap full of alcohol i'll end up snorting heroin by noon yeah like yeah no. not like that yeah i just don't i get super sad when i'm drunk like immediately interesting like, well, i just the depression the depression side just, of it hits i'm you. not a good drunk interesting yeah i think there's certain personalities that it, i've it never once with. woken up the next day and 
even times I've had fun. I know people that have gotten woken up and been like, oh, I'm so excited. I got like they're excited that they got drunk. <laughs> I've never it's a young person thought I've really never is. woken up the next day and been like, dude, I'm so glad that I drank last night. Yeah, <laughs> it's always like I shouldn't have had that many. I shouldn't have texted that. Like there was always some sort of like, ah, oh, fuck. Like yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Even if it wasn't regret, I was always just like, ah, that was kind of like a waste of thirty dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. I just drank eight PBRs for no reason. Yeah, interesting, man. Yeah, I, I think back on that and like moving here, been here a year and a half now, and the good thing about it is, I said this before, I still drink. I get my drink on. They know me based on a first name basis. At Cap and Cork, I was like, how you doing? They always know I'm a regular. How you doing? But I get my two bottles of sangria. Ooh, you know, I, I do that. I have one a night. Daddy. You know? Men in black. Oh, uh, here we go. Um, we got a good selection. Uh, absolutely. It's a Saturday stuff night. On. Yeah, absolutely. So so my point is, though, um, with uh, I lost my train of thought with, with the booze, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't drink as much. I don't drink as much as I, as I did in Chicago. I don't drink as much. I probably cut up by like 25% to a third which I was already actually cutting it down in my mid-40s. When I think back about my 20s and living in Wicker Park, every Friday and Saturday, every Friday, I would just get shithoused. And I, I would go play like softball at 9 in the morning on Saturdays and be like, you know, just kind of sweat the hangover out and be like, okay, I, I'm going to get bombed again. You know, I, 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 getting bombed back-to-back nights now really takes it out of me. I, oh, I can't and do that's that. A, I can't that's, do that. And I bet you for you that's a – on Monday – you're like, this is going to be a, a rough week. I'm getting you know, fucking like you pre-plan like on Thursday. You're like, this has been a stressful week. I might get pretty bombed this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's be, not. Yeah. When you're young, it's spontaneous. Yeah. Like your friend kicks the door in with a fucking bottle of tequila. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. I guess I the guess, next six hours are, are, are determined. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. This is what this is the tangent we're going to go off. Even yeah. with this, if I if I knocked on your door randomly with podcast equipment and was just like, let's record, <laughs> you would be like, wait, no, you <laughs> got a call. Jarring. I know. Yeah. It's, like you would be like, I guarantee you, you would be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like it, you would for two seconds, you would be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I probably would, you know, but now we're, now we're going to get in the habit of we're, we're, we've been pretty consistent. Yeah, we talked about it off air. Yeah, exactly. I no longer have to text Crocious. And it was never even that I thought you were going to like, I just always needed to like, I thought I need it needed to be like a. Yeah. Hey, like, can you do it? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. always leaving it open that like even when sometimes you'd be like, hey, can we move it up? I want to golf. And like, that's yeah. always fine. Exactly. And it works better because we're not today. It's a better selection. But yeah, sometimes we get locked into like a certain cycle of TV. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like we were recording at 3 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Which for, is like it's on a Saturday. It's a weird TV era. It's you know? like it's mostly like, infomercials yeah, and yeah. live sports, <laughs> which we can't really show. Yeah. Watch now. Oh, there you go. There's there's Dodger Stadium. Yep. You know, it's L.A., man. The Fast and the Furious. This is like 1999. Yeah, this was the first one, right? 2001, dude. Wow. Guys, was this pre-9-11? I think it was. Yeah, it had probably. to be because it was summer. Yeah. Rip, dude. Rip Paul Walker with his fucking chucks, this- man. <laughs> I wore chucks. Well, I wore you chucks. Know why that, you know why that's significant? Because he's a cop. So oh. they have to show like... He's hip, dude. This is yeah, your this is yeah. your Johnny Depp in fucking yeah yeah in Twenty One Drum Street yeah. whatever yeah he's like yeah he's, he's a cop but he can pull it the fuck off yeah man exactly those are his chucks that's not the <laughs> undercover chucks 
the the whole fascination with like cops and like the I mean the mob. It's, it, there's just this this narrative in this country. It's part of the romanticized vision of it is goofy to me, you know, romanticizing the law. It's part of the reason why we have this culture that we have that is so aggressive, you know. It, it, that, that's what most people uh, uh, think when they think of the state. That's their experience, someone kicking them in the gut, you know, getting their nightstick out and bludgeoning them over the head or shooting them. You know, it's like that's the state. You know, it's not, oh, oh, it's my, my life is great. I'm getting so much welfare right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, no, their experience is, wow, no, this is what the state does. The state, I mean, that that's what's so disturbing about the right wing narrative. They're kicking people who don't have power, you know, which is so bad. Right. You know, or, or aren't Although, as powerful, aren't as powerful. I do know a handful of people who, even though they earned it, were like super pumped when they got food stamps. And like yeah. to where that, yeah, it was like they were fucking, do you know, like the when in Major League Two, when old boy, the Chinese guy hits a home run and he does the ball dance, he does the marbles yeah. dance. Yeah. It was like that kind of celebration when like the check <laughs> comes in of just like, yeah, fuck the government. Like, ah, ga, ga, like, you, well, you know, I mean, blaze a rock, a crack and then go send fucking trade some food stamps for some fucking rocks, dude. Yeah. That was yeah. a move. Yeah. So you have your crack dealer come over. Yeah. He gives you $40 worth of crack. Yeah. And then he takes your link card, goes to the grocery store and buys $40 worth of groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What a fucking, what a horrible scam. But but so real. How exploitive is that? You know what I mean? You're, you're basically taking advantage of someone's addiction, but of their misery. Oh, no. It's the crackhead's idea. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It's not. It's not money to them. Yeah, this is the government's giving me. We have a fridge full of groceries. Yeah, yeah. a lot of that shit rolls over too. If you don't yeah. spend it in your month, it just goes over into the next month. Well, th- that's a program to a that, certain that's amount. certainly uh, under attack. I mean, did you hear Trump put out basically? Like he, I, I didn't read the details, but he wants to totally go after Medicare and, and Social Security. It's like major components of the social safety net are like. They, they need to be reformed. Their solution is just to rip it apart or just like give it to states or something. You know, it's like, no, no, you need that. Social Security is bedrock. Like, it should not be fucked with at all. There should be more money going into it, you know, but it's just, ugh. Yeah, it's just. Social Security is here at bedrock. I just think of the B-52 song with yeah. the, the woke bedrock song. <laughs> yeah, woke. <laughs> there you go, man. Blacks and browns have all the same stuff here at Bedrock. Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> really interesting. They were talking about race there, huh? That was there. Dude, there were only white people in that movie. Yeah. I, mean, I like, love that fucking movie. The Flintstones? The Flintstones movie? Hell yeah. 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 That's a classic. Yeah, I remember that coming out like in the early 90s. And a lot of people of my age group were bummed out because they had a certain image. They didn't want to think of, there's an entire generation of people who think that Fred Flintstone looks like John Goodman. You know, and just like, they uh, you know, nailed that. And, 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 and we were like, no, he's not. There's actually what do you think Fred, he looks like? You know. Who no, was he no, no. based on? Fred Flintstone is based on the cartoon, for Christ's sake. I mean, the, that's the cartoon image. That's Fred Flintstone, not John Goodman. No, but like what I'm saying is, is the like, like if you. The likeness. Who you mean, would the, you rather him? Like who looks more like Fred Flintstone than John Goodman? But yeah, it's just, but it's John Goodman. <laughs> that that was the joke. I'm not saying I necessarily, it was someone else's joke. I didn't come up oh, with it. Oh, that's a joke? Defend. Yeah, I know a guy with, like, of my oh, age Oh, that's group. a bad joke. I thought you know? that was someone complaining. No, no, no. That, that was a kind of a joke that someone put put out when I was first starting to do stand-up. I mean, there's an entire shit. generation of kids who are going to think John Goodman is, you know, yeah, it's, you know. 
Most, a lot of comedy's bad, you know? You know what, too? Because I get his point of, like, this movie's going to be more famous. They're fucking stealing our yeah, youth type yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, Nobody remembers that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, you do. But, yeah, yeah, well, you're right. because I there. fucking like, I like Jaws yeah. 4. Yeah, so. which that, that you know, the fact that I'm able to still call you a friend, <laughs> that, that, that is, you know, you know I say that you've gone up a couple ranks, you've definitely gone down a quarter of a step when you've checked the box Dude, with Jaws 4, The Revenge. this is fucking Michelle, peak Michelle Rodriguez, where she would always play like a female boxer yeah. or a cop yeah. or a gangster. She was she, a tough, tough any, Latino. Anytime man. you needed a Latinx woman to scowl. Michelle Rodriguez was your yep, girl. Yep, exactly. That's why I was with the movie. Remember the movie Aliens, the, the sequel yeah. to Alien, yeah. and that That's, tough like you know Latino what's woman wild? in that. The, there's a few movies. I really, until later, I only remember Aliens. Yeah, like Alien was. I was the, uh, just a twinkle yeah, in the you eye even that. of yeah. my father. I saw that in the theater when I was ten years old. Alien. Alien in the theater. I was seven years away from fucking being cracking the egg. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and but anyway, yeah, that because aliens I loved. I saw it in the theater a couple times. Aliens was like ninety two, right? No, no, aliens <clears throat> uh, came out in eighty six. Okay, so I, I went remember. on a date. So to check aliens. this out. Amy Young so and I went on a date. This, out, then. this is even, with this is even worse. <laughs> alien three is my alien because I was thinking, I saw Alien three. I was the thinking about this Amanda today Rip. of like movies that were old but that are like like Terminator two is my shit. Yeah. I don't remember Terminator. Yeah, because you, you weren't born yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Jurassic Park, that's like my entry of like, oh, yep. fuck, yep. type of movies. Yeah. E.T. was around because my sister, like, that just was... E.T. and Batman, for some reason, were just VHSs that were in yeah, my house, exactly. and I just fell in love with them. Yeah. So someone besides me, previous to me, loved those movies. Yeah. I think it might have been my sister. Yeah. Well, I mean, ba- ba- Batman was a fucking phenomenon. Well, that one might have been just... It was a phenomenon. I think that one might have been a consequence of like... You just... Because entertainment wasn't just like a la carte. So yeah. you just bought... If you wanted to go buy a movie, you just... Well, this is one of two new movies yeah. that are out. Yeah, like, and, and it was a hit, so I might as well have it. Yeah. I remember paying either like 19 this, or 20 bucks for you're one. You're either buying this or you're buying Putney Swope by yeah. Ro- Robert Downey or something like that. Something really obscure. Lucas or something like that. I, I remember I did not see Lucas. One of the Corey Running Hay scared movies. with fucking with fucking Billy uh, Crystal. Billy Crystal and uh, Gregory Hines. <laughs> I saw that in the theater. I, you know, that, that I had a tweet about that. I was like, you know when you're missing Chicago, when you see the movie Running Scared and think it's good. Because yeah. Running Scared is crap. Dude. Although if you watch it, it's a totally good. I mean, it, it, it captures you know Chicago pretty good? well. You it's know what movie is good? It's fucking uh, Midnight Run. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, with Charles Grodin and, and De Niro. There's some Chuck funny scenes in that. And, and, and they have a lot of Chicago scenes in that. There's some Chicago stuff being shot there. To me, the first Chicago movie I really remember, the John Hughes movies, you know, obviously, but The Untouchables. I mean, if you watch The Untouchables, uh, De Palma did a very good job. They scouted locations well in Chicago. Dude, look at Will know? Smith hasn't aged a fucking day. <laughs> Is this him fighting himself? This is a- Men in Black. He's a, he's a regular cop right now. This is the beginning of the movie. He's ch- he's just real like he thought he was just chasing down a criminal, and that's he just realized like oh shit. Oh yeah, this is something special. This but you know different. what? What's funny about these movies? Immediately, I would be like, that's an alien. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's still, it takes him half of the movie. <laughs> it literally takes him seeing eight aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Before he realizes, oh, there's a problem here. There's something Not going even on. a problem before he real yeah. like Tommy Lee Jones approaches him basically like, look, I'm an alien cop. Yeah. And I want you to be an alien <laughs> cop. And he's just like, Pff. yeah, this movie was a hit. I never saw it. Never saw Alien. Or, or never saw. Oh, it. dude, yeah, Men in Black is my shit, dude. Yeah, no, I know. I've been like this. Wild, yeah. Wild West. Uh, that was like peak childhood for me. 96, 97, 98, when all these came out, was yeah. like, yeah. oh, Scream, Scream 2, yeah. Air Bud. I saw all those movies in Interesting. theaters. Interesting. That's like your canon when you think of oh. being a kid. Like when you first get into the movies. Yeah. Because mine is very different than that. Mine, of course, is very See, different. See, but I also remember. Yeah. Because here's the thing, too, because hanging out with my insanely inappropriate drunk father. Yeah. Not a bad thing. I love my dad. It was fun. Yeah. Like I said, fun. Yeah. All him and his friends. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. But I had to watch Red Dawn and shit and like <laughs> fucking Countdown to Looking Glass, which yeah. is like a weird movie about the nuclear war. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's a mock newscast. The whole movie yeah. is a series of newscasts. And the end of it, it's like full blown nuclear war. And my yeah. dad would get hammered and be like, "This house gonna be, yeah, you, this house gonna be." You have to understand, Keith, of that. And this is a different. We, I've mentioned this before. It's a difference between you and I. The Cold War meant something. I the Cold War. My from well, zero to twenty two. The Cold War was it. He would even liken know? it to Iraq because the first Gulf War had just fucking happened. Yes. So he would say like, "Ain't Russia no more." Saddam, he's gonna bomb us. Yeah, oh, and buying that line, that that complete lie, it's amazing how dudes people can be. It's incredible. Well, know? yeah, it, he was just my dad wasn't even like a ideological guy. He was just repeating the news. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's what their strategy is. It's just you just repeat a lie over and over and over again, and it just becomes the truth. You know that you just repeat the same, and that's been the it's been around forever, and, and they're hitting that hard right now. Oh, Vinny that's Dinofrio, definitely being hit. Dude. I mean. God, I, I watched some of Fox News. It was interesting, man. What, just hearing their sort of take on, you know, Biden is ahead in the polls. But they're saying that a lot of people call up when they get pollsters calling up that they actually lie yeah. to the pollster because they don't trust them. Here's they're putting what, that narrative out there. But there's a lot of headwind. Jay Washington put out something. He basically, it was a Time Magazine article that basically said 50% of white Americans said if the election was today, they would vote for Trump. Yeah. But then he goes, see, I don't trust polls when they say Biden's in the lead. Hell, I don't trust people when they say they're against Trump. Yeah. And But part of me was like, well, if you don't agree with polls, then why do you believe this fucking Time Magazine article yeah. that says 50% of white America? Like, yeah, yeah. You can't say I don't believe polls and then post a poll that says 50% of white Americans would vote for Trump. The, the poll... Is is a very one dimensional way of looking at what's going on. You know, it, it's gonna, it's an indicator. It's an indicator. It's you know, all it's not irrelevant. Dude, it's but, weak. It's how are people feeling the week of the yeah, election? Yeah, literally. I know, literally. It, it, it's like, yeah. It is, and so, I'll, I'm just going to be curious, kind of holding my breath. What the fuck happens? You know, what the fuck happens? Let's see if we can get. I'm trying to get better at. Dodging these commercials. Um, yeah. Go back to National Treasure here. They all go to fucking commercial at the same time. But but there is there's a lot of things. Where, I mean, so 50% of white people. The fact is, the guy has not brought anyone else to the table. He, there's no one that voted for Hillary that's going to vote for him. You know, that has that not flipped. And he's not doing well with suburban women. He's not doing well with suburban women. And, and it's hard to suppress their vote. 
It is hard to suppress their vote. They're going to do hardcore voter suppression in places of color. Georgia, hardcore. Florida, hardcore. They're going to do major. Texas, all those states that were gutting the 68 uh, uh, Civil Rights Act like they did. It is allowed a, a window into suppressing the vote, which is the fundamental part of democracy. And, Real and, kind of CIA operative day oh, and fucking and, on TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's your real name. My name is Jason Bourne, eight inches. It's part of getting people ready for the elections. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Well, You're you not, know yeah. what? I think... It's not, I think it's not at all. Here's... You want to know my little conspiracy just off the top of my head? I think this is television networks trying to show people like see there's good movies about cops like don't make us don't make us oh. cancel all these movies oh, 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 like, interesting interesting like see there's born ultimatum there's fucking there's this yeah. movie about the government like you don't yeah. like all th- you don't hate all this shit yeah yeah like well, nicholas cage national treasure don't make us don't we're not canceling that like the whole like definition of government fucking paul walker he's a cop he's yeah. cool yeah let's yeah. watch fast and furious I, I I could see I could see there's, you know, I don't, SWAT, I don't, I don't think you're totally SWAT, like, bad boys, Fast and Furious, yeah, fucking Jack Reacher, Men in Black, uh, National Treasure, Cop Ish. It could also just be like Born Ultimatum, Cop, American Sniper, Cop. Yeah. But my point with my tangent that I've said before, yeah. you know, there's a lot of headwind working against Trump, but uh, he he's still uh you know. The Russian influence will be real and voter suppression. Those are the two. It's not. There's not a candidate out there. There's not a third party candidate out there that's going to siphon votes. This movie's awesome. So is this Edge of Tomorrow? It's kind of like Groundhog Day where when you die, you start over from like one point. Oh, and he has the whole movie is him like Emily Blunt's in it. Yeah. And she's one of the only people who knows about the rebooting. So it's him like trying to get her to remember shit. Like, see, he's fucking. This is the starting point. Yeah. Like he every time he goes on this mission, he dies. Yeah. So the whole movie is them trying to figure out how to not die on this mission, but yeah. also remember each other from the past, like reboots. I- interesting. It's a really good movie. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've never, I've, I, I've, I've never seen him. I've never seen him. Edge of Tomorrow, and they're they tied him up because he's already like he's rebooted like nine times already. Like there's that scene where he finally. Oh, so he's trying to give the information. Well, now? there's yep. that scene where he finally realizes what's going on, so he starts like blowing his head off and dying on purpose and shit. Oh, so like now every time he comes back, he just tells people like we're already. He starts like yeah. doing shit on purpose. Yep. Like see, he already knows where to go because yeah. like he's like see. Now, why does it flip back to him normally? Because he's starting to realize that he has, like, stuff that happens before this means something now. Yeah. So he's starting to piece together, like... The story. Charge, lift it up by your boot heel. And then, like, boot heel is, like, a key word to him. Yep. Yep. And then Emily Blunt is like, oh, see, now he's got to start over. Oh, no, that was another person. God, I, I tell you what, man. I mean, Cruz still wants to maintain relevance. You need to get us off this beach. I think too, he's not like he's no type of comp. Like he's like a 
he's like a desk person that yeah. like gets forced to. So now he's like this bad like through doing this nine times. I, I love that in movies. Like the person with the boring life project into this character because well, your life is actually not exciting. And they do it logically because like he's done this forty seven times. So like yeah. you would be good at it. Like yeah. he knows yeah. where everything's coming. Yep, exactly. Like these things killed him in previous iterations oh, of this. Yeah. Well, the, when the movie starts, he dies immediately. Yeah, like that's that's the first death. Is like yeah. he drops on the ground and like he wakes up. Yeah. Find me when you wake up. What? Come find me when you wake up. Oh. That's the first one. Yeah. See, now he has to start all over. And see, those boots mean something. Get in line yeah. before like, I bust your hole with my boot heel, maggot. Good news is there's hope for you, Private. It's a good movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, you know, whatever you want to say about Cruz, he's a fucking movie star. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to say about I me. Mean, I'm not saying. Why do you think that Church of Scientology latched onto? <sighs> yeah, God. Well, yeah. What, what a way to get your hooks into people, man. You know what I mean? Like, to work the Hollywood angle. God, it's so weird. You know. It's, I always like that guy, the fucking dude who wears the fucking robe and shit, like the the ununiformed guy. Yeah, yeah. But they don't they don't do anything because he's like, well, he's the best hacker in the world. Yeah, exactly. And like he, he's know? a dead eye shot. He, he can shoot someone from four hundred yeah. yards away. You know? He just yeah, yeah, wears yeah. a prom dress. Yeah, he's allowed to kind of be an individual within the yeah. group. Yeah, that's always a thing. It's like that's a ubiquitous thing. You know, another thing that's totally ubiquitous. That's McGillicuddy. We don't cut his hair. <laughs> like of military movies, exactly, absolutely. You know, yeah. I watched the beginning of Black Hawk Down. But Black Hawk Down, I was like, yeah, that's actually an okay movie. You know, was, I hadn't I hadn't seen it since the theater. You know, but they, they introduced those kind of, you know, those cliche characters of the military. And, and what is it with military? Why are they always chewing gum? Like, it's just like, they're always chewing Dude, gum. Dude, you need you know? to fucking gnaw at something when you're fucking... Getting ready to go, and, oh, go into battle. Oh, it's so stressful. Yeah, they're always chewing yeah. on the ends of their smokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what Patton said won the Second World War. He Cigarettes? Said, he said, because people literally fought to get to their cigarette. We when they, do. When, when they'd smoke their cigarette, like, like and, and I mean, in the Second World War, it was cigarettes. When they smoked their cigarette, it was just like, all right, man, I can chill a little bit. Like, literally, like, it made them, like, like fight more, he thought. <laughs> Meanwhile, back home, the wife was getting the same satisfaction, but with the neighbor's smoke. <laughs> the old milkman. Yeah, well, I don't even know. Yeah, I wonder what was going on with women back at that time. That well, Crow, they time. were in factories building tanks. Yep, it's true. <laughs> People said that, that that's, that's the beginning that's the beginning of uh, the feminist. Well, I mean, a, a, a kick in the, in the um, ass for the feminist One of the movement, original you know? Rosie Riveters is making masks now for fucking COVID. Wow. She's like 98 years old. Wow. That's an interesting little sub But here's the thing I read deeper, and they're kind of a little disingenuous because it's one of the lady who the picture is based on is long dead. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Rosie Riveter, yeah. the Arm and Hammer broad. Yep, yep. That's one of the big reasons why America won. I mean, the, the Allies won the Second World War. The Germans held off on women going into factories until like 1943. Dude, do they you want to know? They were like, "No, we're not going to do that." So check this out. I really did come from a weird time in movies because I came from a time when people were like already famous. So check yeah. this out. Yeah, GI Jane. Yeah. <laughs> fucking losing Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that's your intro to Jack Nicholson. Is, no, Batman like, was. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's when, I mean, but he like, fully realized like, his movie-making, money-making potential. But because one. I like Batman so much, yeah. I loved Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jack. 
Yeah, of course. He was playing Jack Jack Nicholson. You know, I remember was. Groundhog Day, but I was little. Um, and then Bill Murray really didn't do. I remember Scrooged. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That was late nineties. Fucking. When was Time Bandits? Time Bandits was nineteen eighty one. See, that must have been a movie that I thought was newer. Yeah. That's when you know a movie was ahead of its time because I would. I always remember seeing that movie, but I didn't think like, oh, here's some dumb old movie. I just thought like, eh, I don't really think them, but I'd look like I'd be into this. Yeah. But I thought it was like a 90s movie. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, interesting. Because yeah, Time Bandits, uh, Terry Gilliam is, uh, you know, he's a That's kind of visionary. It's be- like one of his better movies, right? Yeah. Well, he did. He did. He did you know, the, the Monty Python movies, obviously. Well, that, that's his first foray into like sort of not a comedy. But isn't he kind of famous for doing these large scope movies that just don't pan out for some reason? Like they break down during production or they just not that good when you yeah. end up. The Brazil event. and shit like that. He did Brazil. Uh, although that was a very popular. Brazil was shot. You were hip. You were hip yeah. if you liked Brazil. Like in the 80s, you were hip if you liked Brazil. Uh, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen is one of his movies. Have you ever seen that? Uh, and he has these, yeah, these big sort of, it definitely was a, a, an interesting conceptual movie. He came from an animation background. So the, the, the big sort of absurd images, that, that was a unique thing. I saw Time Bandits in the theater and I liked it. I liked Time fact, Bandits. I did. They know what comes. He's making a statement about tomorrow. things, man. You know, it's the slaughter, isn't it? It's the slaughter. I know this. I forget what the wait. thing that they all. There's like some point. The whole reason they keep rebooting is because the end of the mission is the thing they have to end up stopping. Oh, and yeah. then I even think they realize that like the whole battle's bullshit. Like they like just fucking don't do anything. Type yeah. So of thing. so or is it the end where they have to? That's actually the mission at the start. Oh, the whole movie is them trying to survive that beach yeah, thing. Yeah. So, like, a good chunk of the movie now is them, like, training. And, like, preparing she's, like, this famous warrior. Like, you saw her on yeah. the side of the bus. She's, yeah. like, this famous soldier. Yeah. So, she has to, like, whip him into shape. Yeah. Like, even though he's good already, she's, like, you're shit. Yeah. Yep. I'm Emily Blunt. You're shit. Yeah. I'm going to train you, and then we'll fuck. Yep. Wow. And we'll fall in love. Yeah. My husband's Marco Buble. Wow. It is. I think they're divorced now, but she's married to Michael Bubble. Oh, yeah. Oh, Emily Blunt? Yeah. Wasn't she like... I always got her. And who who married Johnny, Johnny Depp? Who married Johnny Depp? Oh, fucking Amber Heard. Yeah, I always... For some reason, I just... I, I don't know the difference between them. When Gary Oldman. On the beach. I don't care anymore. Is that Oldman? <laughs> I thought it was Mark Maron. No, it's not Oldman. How should I know that? He'd be too big. I'm a random Scottish guy. I know. (laughs) This is the first time we've had this conversation. You should try this on him. What the hell is that? It doesn't work. Has he had any visions here? Visions of what? Johanna. Time, look, I'm sorry. Who is this? Who are you? I'm a random European guy. (laughs) He's also the only other person who'll believe what's happening to you. No one understands mimic biology better than him. He's a top analyst at Whitehall. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was until I met Rita, and now I'm just uh, a mechanic with psychiatric delusions. Carter, show him. Show him. Whip it out. Oh, yeah, that's the... Yeah. Those are the little machines they have to control. Right, well, first of all, you're not fighting an army. You have to think of this... Oh, yeah, there's aliens. Organism. Yeah. Now, 
These common drones, they act like it's claws. It ends up being something weird where, like, it's really a little boy playing in his backyard. <laughs> and his I, 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 I'm hooked. I'm his, not saying anything. I'm hooked. His you know? negative thoughts are the aliens, <laughs> and we got to calm him down. Yeah, yeah, it's a Ritalin. It's a Ritalin show, but and yeah. This it's just... is the Omega, and the Omega has the ability... Like a big alien pussy. Whenever an alpha is killed... An automatic response is triggered. The Omega starts the day over again. But you see, this time, it can remember what's going to happen just like you do. It, it knows exactly what we're going to do before we're going to do it. And an enemy that knows the future can't lose. So how do you outwit it? But it's a good tension. True, how did you win it for done? We were allowed to win. This thing wants us to believe we can win. It wants us to throw everything we have into the invasion. Operation Downfall isn't our end game. It's the enemies. All they need is for the dominant life form to attack and... And there'll be nothing to stop the mimics from conquering the rest of the world. We're over-explaining the plot severely right now. Yeah. They're just hey, adding shit to it. That alpha, you and also, the alphas can read multiple languages. <laughs> they read words. The Omega's ability to reset the day. How's that even possible? Perhaps this organism's only vulnerability. It's it's only vulnerability. Also, the Omega is, is, is humanity. Regardless of that, you control the power. I like them. They're trying to swing Just for the fences on this. Oh, this yeah. This is a high concept. They're trying to swing for the fences. You know. Oh well, Tom Cruise isn't going to be a part of failure. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He's. I mean, he's going to. I mean, he's, he's going to pick his stories well. Dude, I bet you the church sues you if it fucking bombs. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fucking deal Man, with the what, king. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, what a. I mean. Who knows, man? It's get some some. We're, now such we're gonna, a bizarre thing. Of now LA. we're gonna ground ourselves in reality a little bit. I know, and go to guys <laughs> jumping, doing feats with their cars. Something a little more realistic. <laughs> Hot cop Paul Walker. You know, it's so ironic that he ended up dying in a car. Accident. I know, man. It's bizarre. Basically, it, driving like that. Yeah. in Los Angeles. It's also yeah you you're, you're a lunatic. You know what I mean? You're, you're, oh, your your ego has gone crazy when that when you know hasn't there been some sort of schism going on when you think that that's appropriate? Boy, the fate just does not want us to watch she's all that. Yeah, I know, no kidding. I, yeah, we're, we're not going to do it. That's another movie that it was a never been kissed is a big movie from my childhood. Hook. Like when you think of Hook. when you think of your childhood first being exposed to like sex in a movie. Basic instinct. But, ooh, man. And, yeah, you were young. And uh, Porky's, because my dad... <laughs> I my, saw Porky's in the theater with my dad. Because my dad had... I was 13. My dad had Nightmare on Elm Street on yeah. VHS. Yep. I told you he had a bunch of movies. And right when Nightmare on Elm Street ended, the credits would hit. And then, I think I've said this on a podcast before, but the second Nightmare on Elm Street ended, he, like cut you could tell he want like he saw porky's was on and hit record because it cuts immediately to the scene when he put, hits the the gym teacher with the condom and it deflates oh yeah yeah so yeah. it goes from the mom getting ripped through the door <laughs> yeah and the freddy krueger car driving away <laughs> credits roll to a deflating condom going into a gym teacher's ass or pantsed ass yeah i i remember listen man Porky's of of Kim all those Kim having an orgasm, absolutely, and, and howling like like a wolf, you know, as well, her name was basketball. You know, ugh, God, I remember seeing that. Which, in the theater. aside from boobs, every like I remember watching that movie for like, oh, they have sex in the. But <laughs> aside from her, everyone hearing her scream, it's not like a graphic sex scene. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like exactly. you, you see him humping a little bit, but yeah, like, yeah. But at the time, literally, dude, pre-porn. I mean, that was or porn had not gotten so mainstream yet. You know, it was like that was like going to like seeing a peep show or something. Also, like, these girls are taking showers. I was 13 years old. It blew me away. I knew I liked it. <laughs> you needed all the nudity. I knew I liked looking at naked women. And, I, you know, I always knew I liked girls. But, boy, it really you know, comes through moments like that. You needed you know? all the nudity to mask the B-plot of the clan member losing his bar. <laughs> well, I mean, and that was the thing, though, is that they're taking the clan down. So it had a bit of a soul in it, too. Uh, of those dumb teen movies, yes, Fast Times at Ridgemont High is the champion. Cameron Crowe wrote it. Cameron Crowe directed it, I think, too. You know, But you also had, uh, or no, I don't think he he wrote it. So it's very much Cameron Crowe. But uh, Porky's has its place. It has its place in the lexicon of dumb teen movies of the early oh, 80s. No. It's one of the more important ones is Porky's. What else would be in that? You know, those kind of teen coming. Can't it turned into love. something different. You know, it turned into something different. Like it, it, the whole sex thing well, became a little more subdued. Here's the thing to it stopped being teens because then like it became adults because you had like Jerry Maguire and shit. Well, like yeah, that. I mean, with that, that no, no, but but again, the the early '80s and like somewhere in the mid '80s, it became a little bit more sophisticated. I mean, it was truly like stupid. Some of the movies back then, there's a movie called Joysticks, which was about these guys that hung out at like Cuffs. Aladdin's castle, like like like, a, like they hung out at a fucking video game place. Like it was supposed to be a cool life. And they had a song. Joe Don Baker was in it. Like he was the named actor. And it was such an awful movie. Come on. <laughs> she's all that. Woo! We got it. By the way, I remember Freddie Prince. I remember his father dying. Yeah. I remember that being a big deal. when Because he was in Chico. and the, I loved Chico and the Man. There we go. Dude, look at all of them. Look at them grooving. <laughs> Why, why do they not like him? Because he's trying to fucking show off in front of black people. Look at him fucking... <laughs> what is he wearing? Oh, it's that guy from Scream. Yeah. He was also in Serial Mom. Matthew Lillard. He's in fucking one of my all-time favorite movies, SLC Punk. <laughs> <laughs> he's being goofy, you know? We got rom-com movie... Rom-coms were the fucking king when I was like a teenager... Oh, yeah. What's the Ryan Reynolds one? Fucking Van Wilder. Yeah, yeah. American Pie. The Romantic. Yeah. There was a movie called Say Anything. Oh, yeah. Starring Ben Foster and fucking Shane Shane something, but a heartthrob of the time. Then there was a movie with a different title starring the same two people, but in flipped roles. Where like they were really juicing that high school rom com. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, do you yeah, know they... the plot to She's All That? No. So Rachel Lee Cook, not her. She was already popular. Rachel Lee Cook is a dork, and Freddie Prinze and his friend group make a bet that they can make her popular. Like he's basically like, my dick is magic. Like yeah. I'm the most popular dude. Like anybody I date is just popular by defect. So yeah. he, they make a bet that. Like, I bet you can't make this homely-ass art girl. Yeah. Like, she's got a ponytail. She wears glasses. She's got overalls. The classic, it's, like, they're going to change It's one of your... the movies that created the trope of, like, to make a girl hot, you just cut her hair and take her glasses off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's been a theme for a while. Like exactly. The square like pegs. You. Yeah, Avoided yeah. Us. Honey, so now this is the thing you. of like she's gonna find out it was a bet. This is like the school dance. Oh, and she's crushed. A waste of perfectly good yearbook space. Because her and well, and her and Freddie Prince have genuinely like it's one of those things of like it started. It kind of fallen it started in love. Started out as a bet. 
but now it's real love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just leave. It's okay. Freddie Prince Look at those, cars. Look at those 90s cars. Those 90s rich kid cars. Day. Don't touch me! Why? <laughs> so you're not going to blow me later? God. Yeah, so this is like, to you, my teen like sex movie from my childhood. That's my era. This is yours. Is this sort of... Ro- teen- God, they're so sappy. You know? I, I'm just... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm too cynical or something, but I, I don't know. It, it just seems so contrived. Did you ever have a moment like this with a girl where you, like, Dawson's Creek style, bared your soul? Like, oh, of course. please don't leave. Of course. My feelings no. are real. The words that I say are pretend, but my feelings are real. <laughs> of course I had that. And, and, and usually it, it didn't have good results. Well, and it's also know? a person wouldn't want that in their movie. You know, <laughs> like they would be mortified by it and they would be like, I would not want to see a movie where this happens. I know you think that that's how it's supposed to be. But, you know, today. some it doesn't happen that way. You, I think true intimacy happens like in the, in the unexpected moments. Well, and, this and, like, is the, the weird. And this is where you know? I've become woke Sometimes because this is where you see like when you open up to people, this whole thing is to bring up the this nerdy woman who's like hot the whole time. Yeah. Really? She's fucking Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. And then, like, look at her. She's bawling, and it's all so he can realize that he's sensitive. <laughs> I care <laughs> that you're crying. Well, I-, I am too sensitive. That's why you know most broads don't like me. You know, so <laughs> but my-, my false narrative. Up, yeah. oh, sharing the coat. There might be still a little bit of time. No, it's almost over. Yeah. Because you, you have that moment where he has to stand up to the friends, where he has to say, like, Listen, you know, I love her, Clay. Yeah. <laughs> Look in that voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. What's gotten into you? You know, like they kind of confront him. Yeah. I see, it's so interesting. The oh, yeah, that's her nerd friends. It's so hilarious when when you get older, you, you begin to realize just how how far away high school was. So her dad is yeah. Kevin Pollock, and he's trash because he cleans pools. He's a pool oh, cleaner. Oh yeah, she's like porch, but they live in like Calabasas. It's one of those movies where she's like the poor trash, but it's like she goes to your school. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like yeah. obviously, pool cleaning. Usher's in this man. Usher's in all. Usher and Cisco are in all these movies. Good for him. You know? He's going to sing an Usher song at the end. What's her most famous movie? Oh, that's um, probably this. Uh, she was in Babysitter's Club. Oh, was she in Josie and the Pussycats, too? Yes. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I remember her. That soundtrack was written by one of my favorite people. Uh, there's a band called Letters to Cleo, and the lead singer, Kay Hanley, sang and wrote all the songs to Josie and the Pussycats. I remember. Uh, uh, yeah. So she started out as John, as Freddie Prinze's girlfriend, and now she's all pissed that she's actually like yeah. Freddie Prinze has already told her like you're a fucking cunt, like I don't yeah. like you. Yeah, and she's oh. crushed. So then you get this feeling of satisfaction well, that she's there's crushed. Already, you know? see, it's building to prom. See, oh, they Usher God. just Usher just na- named the prom queens. And Rachel Lee Cook is one of them, and old girl's not. That's why she's crying. So now she's going to devise her, like, carry moment of, like, a, 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 a revenge. Yeah, we got to get at this homely bitch. God. 
I never thought that way, Keith. I don't say I never. Th- I, mean, I got my feelings hurt. There's no doubt about that. There's no you doubt about that. You were a revenge guy, but I wasn't. Like, I just thought that that takes to sustain sort of. It made me more sad and disappointed that it happened. I didn't have it happen. I also got to a point of and whatever. Not I just imagine you're person. reading a letter written from a girl, realizing it's bad, focusing your emotions, straightening out your mullet, and just going about your day, and then crunching it. No, down. I was. I mean, early on, I, I got you know got crushed, crushed in early relationships, crushed because I was young, inexperienced. You don't know. Not saying I got, like, this is when you knows. know they're in a rich town because so- they're like he's a soccer whiz. Yeah, yeah. He's and this is where this is soccer minutia. He's a number seven. That's your scoring winger. Yeah, like number yeah. seven is an yeah. important number. Yeah. Right? seven and nine are your fucking oh, your snipers. Guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ten is a scoring midfielder. He's a scorer too. Wow. So they knew that. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, this was written by, like, L.A. kids. This movie yeah. was written by L.A. kids, you know. Ten, 10 is your attacking midfielder. Or if he's playing regular min- midfield, he plays up because your 10 is your guy that is your facilitator, kind of like a point guard that can yeah. score. Yeah. Like a Dwayne Wade. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, is this where he has his, his moment? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Paul Walker. Ask you when it's, at. it's not about that. Oh, hey, man, I'm not bagging. I mean, if you're not going to partake, do you mind if I do something? She might be a great little jam. I swear to God! Oh, you, Zach! You know, for four years I've watched you fool people into thinking you're some sort of god in this place. Well, guess what? <laughs> this is one contest you're going to lose. <laughs> what year did this come on? Nine, I'm going to guess, but Nail I think it was 97, 98. Yeah. I just want to punch those dogs. 99. This is where Rodeo. God, God I'm old. Yeah, it, my point, though, Keith, is make a point about high school. I'm at a point now. I mean, I think about it on rare occasions, but it's, man, I'm telling you, I don't even. Pff. The whole, like, you know, it was still pretty pronounced in my 20s. All the pain of high school was still kind of there. Drunk ass. But the time I hit my early 30s, I had forgotten about high school. My life took a different Yeah, turn, I know? think about... Not forgotten, but just it was in a different perspective. I don't think about actual high school. I think of that time period. I kind of regret not realizing how how not important most things were. Yeah, like, yeah. And that I really just should have enjoyed myself yeah. and not... It sounds cliche, yeah, but just yeah. like you shouldn't have stressed over stuff. But like, I really shouldn't have stressed out yep. about so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I still like I should have got I should have gotten into more trouble as a kid. You know, yeah. It's funny you mention that because I, yeah, I was I think about that too. Like, you know, I mean, whatever. I don't want to turn into a big therapy session about my childhood, but just you know, I was pretty much on my own from a pretty young age. You know, I didn't, neither of my biological parents were around me for months on end when I was a teenager. Because my mom was so unhappy moving to Wisconsin. She would go oh, back yeah. to D.C. She was a goddamn feminist. And she would work for three or four months. It was my stepfather and I. My father still lived in D.C. I wasn't around either of my parents. What are you going to liberate you know? the women in Wisconsin from? Cheese? You know, huh? It's, uh, yeah, she. <laughs> so are we at the halfway point, you think? Are we past that hey, You point? were at about 58 minutes. You want to yeah. fucking yeah, lean that. into a break here? Yeah, have a break and then we'll come back to it. All right, All right. guys. We'll be back in a minute. I did it. I was a dork. All right. Welcome back to the show. We took a break here. We're at a crucial. We're at a crucial moment, and she's all that. We have our uniform dance. 
which was big in 90s movies. Another yes. Freddie Prinze movie, they do this. Usher's DJing, Ooh, there of you course. Go. Uh, he'll probably perform later. Uh, but we're going to have the big moment where it's Rachel Lee Cook versus the other actress who didn't end up being as famous as Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Also, yeah. I think there's a carry moment still involved. Freddie Prinze has to, has to come clean because I think now she hates him. Yeah. So he's got to get back in her good so graces. So th- there's the resolution of all Eldon the plot Smith lines. Smith eating shrimp, which is what he does. He's fat kid. Because he's the fat kid. Wah, 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 wah. Good song. Good shrimp. It's, it's my, my favorite. favorite. Oh, this is when you realize one fat kid has to get laid. I'm not a good dancer. I'm Mac. So you can project into that. Do you know something, man? That's Anna Paquin. She played Rogue in the X-Men movies. Oh, man. Yeah, that is her. She was always portrayed as like somewhat libidinous. Ended up showing tit later on She was into the Irishman, you know? She won an Oscar. For like the hey, wasn't she like the piano or something? I wanted you to know your final project. That what the fuck is going on there? Extremely moving. Maybe the best. I'm from the movie Losing Isaiah. <laughs> are we? <laughs> who is that again? At least that's one of her teachers. But I mean, no, who's the, oh, that's the her actor. art teacher. But who's the oh, actor? I don't know. Fucking Angelina. Fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Angela. Fucking Davis. I don't know. I, I know. Yeah. Exactly. She starts getting, just dropping some real radical Marxist theory on her, you know? Uh-oh. See, Freddie Prinze is like, I think he, what I think, as I remember what happened is he's going to the prom with original hot chick yeah. because original hot chick said, I won't embarrass yeah. Rachel Lee Cook if you go to prom with me. Okay. It again perpetuates this whole thing that prom's the most important thing. Well, yeah, in the exactly, world. exactly. I didn't go to one dance ever in school. I, I never went to one either, Keith. I never went to one. Did I, I go up again in that. your book? I, I, I never, I never did. did it. <laughs> Everyone's lost Paul Walker. Paul Walker's trying to get underage kids Tonight to drink. They the think night. he's a fucking loser. Tonight's the night, dude. We're I gonna sold out three hundred bucks for this room. Oh, they're gonna. He wants to have an orge. Wants to fucking bet down. I know people who got like, like got their girlfriend pregnant on prom night. You know, like, like in my hometown. You know, I just I don't know. I, I you know, I thought about it a little bit, but I, I found it to be kind of stressful. And oh, Eldon Smith got the fucking dope. He knows what room. He should go to the cops, but that's another thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he wants to go to the party, right? Well, no, he's going to get Anna Paquin to do some rogue shit. Take off your glove and touch him and steal his powers. <laughs> get your vampire friends. Wait. Oh, you didn't do those things yet. I, 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 I think I've forgotten the groups. Of, I, I was just the nerds and the jocks. But when I was in high school, I hung the, band guy, the band guys were definitely the hit. They took a, they superseded the jocks, actually, was the band guys in my See, high school. That's my, how I knew my high school was somewhat hip. In my era, the <laughs> nerds and the band people merged. Yeah. Like a lot of the dudes in bands were also comic book. Like they were, yeah. they were not popular. Yeah. Zach but they had some creative ability. Here we go. Oh, that's his name is Zach Siler in this. What? That is such a textbook. Come on, Zach. Zach Siler. Hey, man. You're prom king. So this is the Carrie Your moment? Your dad killed himself. Is this literally going to take it from Carrie directly? <laughs> I got to admit, that scene in Carrie to me to this day is still good. 
when the the blood when falls on her. Vote Here we go. School's history. Fifty-four percent to forty-six percent. Your nineteen ninety-nine prom queen is is Taylor Vaughn. Yeah. Look, Rachel Lee Cook actually cared. Oh no, yep. Elvin Smith and Anna Paquin. Oh, does he does he out them for for rigging the vote? Yeah. He was going to rape a girl, and this is rigged. No one's going to believe him. Should have been you up there. Is he hoping he's going he's gonna to thrive on, on her weakness? No, I think he had something planned. Like, it needed to be her up there. You want to get out of here? Yeah. Excuse me. If she gets oh, raped, right? Excuse me. Excuse me. Well... Wouldn't be Paul Walker's first, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> He's you taken know, it. He's taken it before. This is as good as it gets. We ace the test, made the big shot. He's yeah. the same dude in everything he's in. Yeah, he doesn't have much of a dynamic career, you know? He By the way, when we watched well, Nicholas Cage... He actually we- has. So after he did these movies, he tried to do serious movies. Then he wrote for the WWE. Wow. And now I think he's just, he does a podcast now. He lives in L.A. I know open mic comics that like share a podcast studio with him. <laughs> he's just living off Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller makes probably more money. He's just a dude. Spikes yeah. his hair probably now. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a bleach blonde streak. <laughs> How's that going on? You know, that whole narrative. Oh. Here. A hotel. He's taking Lainey somewhere. He knows the hotel because he's gonna he's gonna basically try to rape yeah. her, right? We raped four girls in that same room last year. Yeah, I, I never, you know, you I never know, wanted I just, to rape a girl. Good. No, God, no. That Look at his open top Jeep. <laughs> Tower Records is going down Sunset, man. You have a room four hundred nine. I did a weed delivery last week. I did two weed deliveries. Okay, I'm just testing the water. Look at on their that. dirt poor house. Look how dirt poor Kevin Pollock the pool cleaner <laughs> is. His cavernous fucking living room. I know it's nice big. I mean, look at the, oh yeah. You're right. I did have fun. I got raped. Oh, hey, uh, come here a second, will you? Oh, she kicked him in the dick, probably. Uh oh! Look at. Uh oh. What are you doing here? In front of Dad too. Okay, well, I gotta get up pretty early. Weird. Little Pollock doesn't give a shit, man. He what a bizarre career that guy has, you know? Little Kieran because he's been in huge movies and he was in he's in Casino. He's in Usual Suspects. He does this. He he does anything. I love it. Pollock doesn't care. Anything where they're okay with him doing his walking impression while he's not on screen. Sorry about that whole... The stand-up route. Little Kieran Culkin. That's cool. Yeah, it's one of the Culkins. Yep. Talk. I know. Are you all right? Is your holes unpenetrated? Jesse told me her Dean talking about how he wanted He's got that voice, man. I just figured out a little... He told me, Yeah. (laughs) Man. Dude, it's all this yeah, like harassment is still a big issue silent tension. So my walls downstairs. 
That's uh, why I carry this. You push a little button and it makes a noise like a foghorn. You can hear it about half a mile away. She couldn't say rape whistle. She rape whistled Paul Walker. Yep. I just hope it doesn't cause any permanent damage. Like in his ear, right? Yeah, or his friendship. So you're going to see at the end of the movie, he's going to have like an ear, and, and, like his ear will be like Van Gogh, it'll be removed. Like, you see, you got one over on you, Walker. You know, and he'll right? be talking like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are we won't be able to hear him. You know, I'm going to be a gentleman now because she kicked me in my balls. Yeah. Uh, you know who else was in Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah, is uh, what's her face? Uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. She was, really she's me. beautiful to me. She, she's to you? beautiful. Just yeah, to you? yeah. I mean, she's like, it's amazing. Like, oh my god. Why'd you end up losing? You know. Look my at best friend. her poor house. I know. <laughs> you know with those pool. Dirt, your dirt poor she friends with a fucking <laughs> with a pool uh, and, the, and the rose garden. With yeah, rose bush. Right now, you know. And now. Fucking got her arbory or whatever the fuck it's called. I, I want to hear the dialogue. So, can I have the last dance? Oh, it comes together. Usher's just going to start rapping. It's a sweet, innocent moment, which is what love is. If it was L.A., a helicopter and police sirens would be going by. It'd be be like the background of our show right now, yeah. We'll hear some life right now. Fucking, that's real life. That's people being, dead people being carried. COVID. Uh-oh. Their dad lit it up. Look at that. Yeah, Makes kids. it a special evening. Keep going. This is like the fucking Bachelor. I mean, it's like... God, it's so... Uh, I don't know. It's perception of relationships. Like so bad. This is where, like, in three minutes, you're going to realize that they're never going to break up. It's an honest, sincere so, smile. What now? I don't know. Art school, you? Oh she's like eighteen, there, man. She's young. Art. She's yeah. really young, you know. Yeah, Holy shit! Yeah, but I'm thinking more along the lines. Here's the thing: they were all thirty-eight. <laughs> he was probably in his mid twenties. The Dawson's Creek Play. syndrome. How to be single? Is this like a how to it be a player? He's faking it because he knows that's what you want. Oh, this is a new so movie. Like a yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, Dakota Johnson off of her fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. It's so sexual. I never saw that. Have you seen it? Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. No, I've seen bits and pieces. It's dumb. You See know? what's going on with the trash? Although I did put at me with a good line. I wanted to have, I, I wanted to say for John, for Bill Cruz's roast 14, four years ago, six years ago. What was it? When you wear your uh, Broncos uniform, your, all your Broncos clothes, you look like Fifty Shades of Gay. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yes, the look at the witty line of every, that, that even the first one. It all so bad. it all ends so with them lighting some fire <laughs> where the fuel is still yeah, fucking yeah there and and functional. You know, and yeah. it reveals some mass treasure. But this one, they have to like drain this fucking this fucking pool. <laughs> Well, is this the end of Goonies? Are there, there's yeah. going to be a ship over here? What's happening? There's the inevitable moment where someone's Who, got to sacrifice the, uh, themselves. Who's that again? That is Diane Kruger from the movie Troy. Oh, oh yeah, okay. God, what a... I mean... Here's John Voight's old ass swinging like fucking <laughs> you know, I was George in, and he shit. Has, you've seen Deliverance, right? 
not all the way. Deliverance is a good movie. I know a hillbilly fucks. Is that Helen Mirren? Yep. Jesus, she's getting a check in this? She doesn't care. This was a big movie. Uh, absolutely, dude. I mean, this is a fucking cast. I mean, this you know, there's there's enough names there. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This is the app. You better fucking let go and get... There you go. They made it, though. Actually, so, that would not work out. Woo! We're old. Old person stunt. It's the old so person stunt. I was stunt. thinking I got some... I left out some This Week in History. Now they kiss. You see? Look at that. That's an old person kiss right there. <laughs> that, that's, you know. No tongue. We now experience love again. It's been so long since we connected on a physical, visceral level. It's been so unhappy for so long. Our relationship has been rekindled through buried treasure. Whatever the fuck this movie is. He's doing his fucking over-talking bullshit of her. In 1876, there was a waterfall. He's just <laughs> doing like, shut the fuck up. This is just bizarre. This is on some set somewhere. I mean, this is the people who work on like, uh, you know, at theme parks and shit, you know? It's oh, that they, connection, you know? Dude, they had a ride all in their heads. This was not as successful as the first one. Yeah. But they were hoping to have one. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're planting the seed, right? Yeah. God. So fucking, I mean. We got to turn this wheel. In 1776, <laughs> there was a wheel with four spokes. Am I watching the beginning of Conan the Barbarian? Those that's, how Conan four... gets, that's how Schwarzenegger gets jacked and Conan the Barbarian. He, he pushes a, 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 a wheel around like that or for like 18 he'll do years. this shit. He'll do stuff where you just assume it's right. He'll, like, he'll see the wheel, four spokes. Four forefathers, and we're yeah. just like okay, <laughs> like that's the connection. That's what's yeah. That's the syllogistic reasoning, if you will. Well, why is that? This right? goes to this because I that. said it. Yeah, yeah. Four spokes, four fathers, wheel of time, spin it. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Now they found their room of gold. Everything's <laughs> made of gold. So th th this has also got elements of Raiders of a Lost Ark in it too. It's bizarre. See, Ed Harris, they're like, I think they made an agreement that like helped me find the treasure and you can have it. Like his whole thing is he doesn't want treasure. He just wants the first one is about him clearing his family name because everyone in the fucking archaeology game thought his family were fucking crazy because yeah. they thought there was this treasure. Yeah. So it's about John Voight being not crazy, but yeah. still a horrible father. Uh and then this one is about proving that his great-great-granduncle or whatever the fuck didn't plot to assassinate Lincoln. And then, spoiler alert, just we're probably maybe not get to the end of it, but you find out Ed Harris's relative did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I get it. It's the twist. On the hunt. But this was a I, I like Ed Harris. Who, this is a trained, schooled actor. Oh. Who's been in, like, Tom Stoppard. So that's plays. what you find I mean, out. His last remember? name is Wilkerson. So. Wilk. Oh, oh, instead of John John Wilkes Booth? Uh-oh. They have a throne. It's breaking. Yeah. Things well, are going to happen. It is 247 years old. <laughs> are they going to have to survive this, right? Ed Harris. Yeah, Harris, you think about I me. Mean, I like him at... It's hilarious, dude. He, I mean, this guy is in, like, famous plays. You know what I mean? Sam Shepard plays. That's you know another I mean? like, movie thing of, like... He's going to let the leak get bad before he mentions it. Yeah, yeah. The second I see water bubbling, yeah, it's like, uh, I'm we like, we got to get out of hey, here. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, hey. yeah. Dude, I work at a restaurant. The second I hear the drink go, bloop, 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 you go get a manager. Yep, yep. 
You don't Absolutely. wait till it's overflowing. <laughs> Ed Harris would be sent home. Well, it's, you know, he's still trying to work things. This is where they have the Ark. Is this is where Indiana Jones finds the Ark. See, she's, and this is where another movie thing. The reason she's here is because she's a language expert. So yeah. she just like she's there to just like Nicolas Cage. This means backpacking. Like they're just you just take her at face value. She she has been able to maintain a long career. She was an Excalibur, which was a John Borman movie who did Deliverance. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't be able to hold that. Yeah, they, yeah, that'd be extremely heavy. Yeah, that is clearly a cement brick painted gold. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. See, his whole thing is in the first movie. After they find this large treasure, you find out that Nicolas Cage only accepted like a a mil a one a tenth of a percentage point yeah. of the reward. I mean, they still probably got like forty million dollars each. <laughs> yeah. But like the one dude was all bummed that they weren't like he turned down billions of dollars. Yeah. So he that's like a joke from the first one that he's stealing his gold brick because like he yep. doesn't have money from the first treasure. Yep. 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 In 1776, <laughs> four people were about to die. Oh, he's just he's putting the dollar bill down? Is that it was that like a good luck thing? To or? find out where it flows. Oh, where, ooh, there you go. So that that's their out, right? The in-water escape. That hasn't been done in a while. We need yeah. to go underneath. Like where I put my emotions about how I forced my daughter into acting at a very young age. And now she doesn't let me see my grandkids. Yeah. yeah with, Let's uh, go with under voice. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who knows what what weird fucked up Hollywood life was that like? You know, I mean, she you know, she's a cutter. You know that. Right. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. She's a cutters. Uh, you know, I have a very good friend who's a therapist. She said cutters one of her least favorite clients to deal with. She did not like working with cutters. <laughs> she found cutters to be just, they really don't get it. They really don't get kind of emotional responsibility. Like it's literally, they don't feel anything, you know? Well, yeah. So, so that they have to cut to, you know, it feels better than what they're there feeling There was a at that USA moment. movie on a TV movie called Secret Cutting. Yeah. That my sister really enjoyed. So okay, uh, yeah, uh, cutters. She hated working with cutters. He's putting his foot down. I, I think it, we both know what has to happen here, Ben. One of us keeps the door open and stays behind. I vote, bitch. <laughs> this isn't a democracy. Ooh. He. How does Hat Harris has got to get it good? He's got to get a good. Death. In real life, he just slits Helen Mirren's throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately, like the water is running red with her blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, that's Diane Kruger. Yeah, her throat would have been slit. I'll do some Al Qaeda shit. I mean, Harris is acting. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the moment you know what i love about cage you know the story about him and that tyrannosaurus rex head no. you know, he, well you know, you know he went on 
08 killed him financially. 08 killed. Oh, he Nicolas was in Cage. the fucking. Was he in the fucking uh, Ponzi scheme? Well, yeah, I think he had some real estate. I mean, he owned like castles in France that he just never went to and stuff. I mean, he had a bunch of real estate and real estate flat tanked and he lost it. So hey, wait, wait, I, I'm being very this, quick. I saw this movie in Casablanca. So so he had to. Uh, in, he bought a, 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 a petrified Tyrannosaurus Rex head for $276,000, but he outbid. He was in a bidding war with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Leonardo DiCaprio was on the rise. And his, it, was, it was his way of like putting DiCaprio. DiCaprio went to 275 and couldn't go to 276. But it was his way of like trying to tell DiCaprio that he was still like the big dog on the block. Nice. <laughs> Like some weird, like L.A., like this man throwing still, his dick on the table. You know, like, I, I can get some obscure because he had to liquidate a lot of that crap to raise money. He moved to Vegas because obviously the, the tax laws aren't as bad there, so he I mean, he had to go over there because he, he, you know, because he, he had lost a lot of his money. He also was a lavish spender, I guess. I mean, he would just, I guess, his parties were like notorious parties in in, in, a, in L.A. Like they, I mean, he'd Nicholas spend Cage? like he and he would spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars on his parties you know like of the best catering the best sort of py- pyrotechnics and everyone's shit. got one of those dunce party hats <laughs> so it, they would it would be like an event when he had a party you know everyone's going home with halloween candy it's a good time here at my yeah party. I, I never knew how to throw a party and by halloween candy i mean an eight ball of cocaine I bought each of you an eight ball of coke. But I guess he was like super generous. Like he was like totally cool with it. You Look, know? you're here at my house. We're going to do key bumps and talk about Cassavetti's films. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what. But then I, he started to lose it. I mean, Con Air to me is when he truly lost it. Yeah. But he, he also a made a shitload of money. When you're given when he was oh. like, can I have a ponytail? Oh, so they were able to basically put him back there. Well, he, no, he saved. He he fucking. Did he get into a fight? He with basically him said. Uh, we found the treasure. The world is gonna know that I'm a descendant of John Wilkes Booth. So my like, if I survive, my name is gonna be in the mud. Like I'm a disgrace. So, so Ed Harris killed himself. He sacrificed himself. Ed right? Harris did. Yeah. So he actually had nobility in him. He had a redeeming moment because oh. he. But it was all because he realized like my my reputation is shot, which is what I didn't want. Like his whole thing is. Look at Keitel getting a check. This is in the Pacific Northwest. What if he plays the wolf from Pulp Fiction in this? (laughs) This is like, I mean. Oh, his whole thing. Someone's got to go to jail. At the in the first movie, uh, Harvey Keitel kind of lets him find the treasure. Yeah. But like he steals the Declaration of Independence, which doesn't matter if you find a treasure and you were right. That's against the law. Yeah. Yeah. So his whole thing after he finds the treasure, he goes, "So what do you want?" And he was like, "Well, I'd really not like to go to prison." And his and. Harvey Keitel's line is, Mitch, someone's got to go to prison. <laughs> I think he might say that in this. Someone's got to go to prison, Mitch. And it's usually a black guy. What are you fucking, you texting on Sorry, man. I, I apologize. I know this is bad. I got to do it, though. Yes. Ocean's 8. I've never seen this. This is the all broad one. Oh, yeah. How do we get them out of the vault? You're going to bring them to us. I would... You could pro. I don't think there's eight female criminals in the world. 
like a group of, of female. Let alone criminals. a group that oh, can fully no, pull I, off I, a specific. I, this is our. There, 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 there were chick gangs in certain like areas, man. So I, I had a buddy who was a cop in Cincinnati. What am I saying? This is, this is like female Expendables. It's you know? all like yeah, old yeah. broads. We can still make our. We can do our thing with the guys are doing. Look you know? at her face, dude. That is made of. She looks like Michael Jackson. Yeah, she's had a lot of work done, hasn't she? She's, she's just still like, trying to maintain relevance. She's just like this nostril's the blind side. Yeah. This one I did with speed money. Yeah. Yeah. This one I had to get done because of speed. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was acting in the late 80s doing independent films out here 30 fucking years ago. Well, I'm Who's not... that woman on the right? She's made up well. I don't know, but I bet you Amy Adams is in this. So we have Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, and then Mindy Kaling. You know, they got a cast. There's a cast going oh, on here. Oh, I remember when this came out. It was star-studded. Yeah. Didn't you adopt a black kid who ends up playing for the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> I would just like if all movies interacted. <laughs> Is there a bomb on a bus or something? Uh, Bullock. I, I had a thing for Bullock. Yeah. I had a thing for Bullock. You know. God. She was always damsel in distress, like in the 90s. What, uh, a, a lot of rom-coms. She'd be like on a picnic, and then someone would hold her hostage. She was in The Net. Like those <laughs> cyber crime movies that were like in the mid '90s when the when the internet first became something, they know everything about you. They can get your background. They can get your history. Oh. Their dial-up is really fast. So here we go. Never been kissed. Yes. Have you nauseated. seen this? No. I look nauseated. So that's Drew Barrymore. She plays Josie, yeah. also known as Josie Grossy. Um. So the, the beginning movie shows her high school. She gets humiliated at prom. The hottest dude asks her to prom, and then, like, they throw eggs at her out of the limo. Oh, God. And, like, they drive away. So then she becomes a journalist, I think, at the Chicago Sun or some newspaper. Her brother is David Arquette, who is, like, the cool dude, and he owns his own fucking surf shop now. Yeah. Um, so they're doing so, this gag. So she works for the newspaper. This is her, She's going back to her high school. They're, like, telling her story. So, but I'll truncate it. So you nice fucking Sprite product placement. So she works for the newspaper now, and for this, they want her to write a story about high school. So they're making her go undercover as a high school student, and she's recalling how awful high school was for her. So she like doesn't want to do it. I've learned from her as if she's paying that this premise of this movie is highly against journalistic integrities, like. You can't pose as a high school student for a story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. <laughs> like that is criminally like yeah. unethical. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Did you ever see that uh, Errol Morris documentary about what was it called? Fast, cheap, and out of control. You know, Errol Morris did Thin Blue Line. Mm, okay. A lot of kind of docudramas. Uh, in a movie called Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control, and it was basically four different storylines of just really obscure eccentric characters and there was a guy in there one of the storylines it was four storylines one of the guys uh graduated from high school in 1980 and he went back to high school every year in 82 83 and then went back in 87 he would go back and fake like he was still in high school like he was high school age he repeated his high school experience over four different times which is so bizarre i mean it's senior year four different times isn't that bizarre Jesus. 
is that a weird like what would what would compel you to do that i don't know and, and he was like he was like i feel like high school had very clear distinct rules i understood the boundaries very well So he would fail on purpose like well no 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 he would just move he would just go to a town and then say he was at 18 but he was like 21 and he would just go to high school still yeah. like he, he liked doing that, that was one of the storyline but well, this is the '80s. I honestly think everything was on paper. Record still. keeping. Yeah, it was a little bit sketchy. You, you know? literally could just leave your school and worm your way into the office and steal. And he did it like an. It's like he graduated from high school in '80, and then he did it again in '87. He was like in his mid twenties by that point. What a bizarre! Like, but those are like the storylines of, of fast, cheap, and out of control. I think he was one of the guys. Yeah, is Hathaway? I find I find her. I bet you she's just annoying. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, her name's Anne Hathaway. It's Shakespeare's fucking girlfriend. That Shakespeare William Shakespeare's real life girlfriend was Anne Hathaway. Like she well, grew up in a theater family. You yeah. know how annoying that must be. Oh my god. The designer. I used to think about that, Keith. I used to think I, I actually could have been a thief. Like I, I was good in plays and stuff when I was younger, and I thought, ooh, my life could have been different if I would have gone on that path. No, I would have had to been around people like this. I'm Dude, glad I didn't have to be around. She around went them. from the Princess Diaries, and then she was in this movie called Havoc, where she showed her boobs. Yeah. And boy, was I a fan ever since then. Well, she. I, mean, I was like a teenager when that came yeah, out. That was yeah. such a big deal. Like, I like there was floating around like Anne Hathaway's going to do a movie where she shows her yeah. tits. Well, I mean, she's you know she was pretty woman. Well, and I think that was her because she was really stuck in that Disney Channel loop. Yeah. So I think that was her being like, I'm going to show some tit. Yeah. So Disney never hires me again. Yeah. Yeah. I got to break out of it. Yeah. You know? It's also her way of like showing the people who do different movies. Like, I'm willing to take well, a it risk. Well, it was real sexual. So the you know? movie Havoc is about this group of white kids in the Palisades that hang out with like they go to the ghetto and hang out with all their like. Yeah. They're like these code switching rich kids that like yeah, they talk Mexican and black and like they're all they love the hood, but they've never been to the hood. Yeah. So they go to the hood and it's about them like getting fucking terrorized. Yeah. And shit. Yeah. But like Anne Hathaway blows dudes in it and shit. And like, yeah, interesting. Tries to seduce a nerd in it. She yeah. shows a little nip and he fucking like does like <laughs> like the whole movie's being documented by this one dude he's like in the AV class and he's like making this real world style documentary that's the yeah. movie where I found out about the dice rolling thing that Latino gang members actually do there's like where uh, you have a girl and some gang members and you roll a dice and whatever number that's like how many dudes you have to take on yeah and that's a scene in Havoc you mean like to, to beat up or no, get raped sex. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in the in the movie, it's Anne Hathaway and Biju, one of the Phillips girls. Yeah, Biju Phillips, I yeah. think it is. And Anne Hathaway rolls the snake eyes, so she only has to have sex with one dude, and it's the guy she kind of likes already. Yep. yep. And yep. then her, Biju Phillips rolls a six. Yeah. And gets. Yeah. Pretty brutalized. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's an I, intense movie. I, I think I told you that story about man when, when I was living in Wicker Park when Wicker Park was. Still rough wicker. I got fucking mugged there. I got jumped. I earned my credibility. I earned my stripes. I, I got jumped my once. Stripes. You know, what I mean, I got jumped. Okay, and uh, I, I knew there was a woman. I, I used to go to that bar. Uh, the uh, not, not yeah, the Inner Town Pub was my bar. I went to a lot. I had a crush on a bartender. We don't sell this business time. I had a. Per I just was really into her. I would go there and drink Schlitz and just kind of sweet talk her, but she had no interest whatsoever in me. Uh, try to make it happen. My I know. my Mexican grandma's house looked like that. <laughs> it just had so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Lamont wasn't he like an angry guy in real life? Yeah, I don't think I've heard so. he was like, or no, he was very like political. 
he was maybe, like I a, don't know. he was like an activist of his uh, maybe, time. Maybe I don't know. Like I've heard he was kind of like not cool with how they portrayed black people yeah. on the show. Yeah, I'm sure you know. But no, but but my point is though with uh, with uh, when I was living in Wicker Park, that woman who was the bartender there, she told me a story about in her building because she lived in an old Humboldt Park that there was a uh, a woman who had been gang raped for like several oh. hours. She had been for, I mean, for hours, and and it was a gang initiation thing, and like. Like they made like female gang members come in and watch while they were like raping. I mean, she, and she got raped for like twelve hours, and like someone heard a noise and, and, and called out the police. And I mean, she was just she had to move back home. She was utterly devastated. She was destroyed as a human being. You know, it's like that's a rough story, man. That, that, yeah, I mean, just did that, that sort of like that that exists. That that level of cruelty is so uh, it pains my soul. My favorite you know? thing about this show is the two cops and the one white guy who's always <laughs> getting lingo wrong where he's like ice man. Yeah. What's up ice? <laughs> it's uh, listen, blood. I, I love this, this is conk. a good show. <laughs> I, I, I love Sanford and Son dude. Sanford and Son's hilarious. Paul Barker, diligent, <laughs> lay away. Yeah, I get, you know the bitch. stories about him is that He'd go, you know, he'd do stand up in Vegas and make a shitload of money during the week. He'd fly there. Oh, he'd yeah. fly back. He wouldn't like rehearse. He would just go and do the lines. And they were like, you got to do like, you got to do a couple rehearsals. And he just didn't want to rehearse. So he wouldn't rehearse because he'd make money. I, I think he was literally making like a couple hundred grand a week in Vegas. Jesus. Why and even fly- do Sanford and Son? Well, I think he was just making, making money no- hand over It is fist. Chicago. So yeah, she works yeah. at the Sun Times. Yeah. Which they That, that is kept- a Sedgwick stop. Yep. That I, I got That's on for sh- many years. And off that. So has this never never been kissed? Yep. Oh. So oh. here's what happens to ma- to acclimate her. David Arquette also pretends like he's a high school dude to like make sure, and he immediately becomes the most popular kid in school. Dude, she gets tortured for this. This is Josie Grossi's first day of high school. They're like they made her up to like be a high school chick. Oh, this is a ham-handed comedy. Look at that gremlin, baby. Look at that old Illinois plate. That's like a callback to my childhood. That old Illinois plate. Yeah, I wanna, the, yeah can we, oh, we can't go back. I can't go back. Shit. This is live yeah, TV, yeah, baby. Yeah. Gotta watch. I mean, you could get DVR. I could have the ability. Oh, who's this I'm cat high school again? Student. I'm here with my fellow students. Hey, guys. Hi. Look at the Bayern Munich jersey. Fever. Post fucking yeah. Columbine. Columbine. Well, they started to do this in the ni- early 90s. They started to actually do it. But then Columbine, it was everywhere after that. You know? How crazy is that? She's a junior copywriter. That's not even like a journalist, right? Is a junior copywriter a journalist? Drew Barrymore's character is a junior copywriter. And she's, and she's posing as a high school chick. You know, I'm convinced that, that actually happened in, my, in our high school. Class. They actually Today put people into the high school to like the cops, spy. Yeah, yeah. The cops used to, they, they, like, busting a party was a big thing cops would do in my town. Like, that was a big risk when you would go to a beer party where there'd be like 30 kids because your party was going to get busted. You know, and it's like you didn't want that to happen, you know? Dude, look at this crazy bitch teacher. Please sit. Josie, right. Mikasa e Sukasa. That is so sad. I know, like five chickens had to die just so she could look that stupid. Is, Josie. That, is that uh, in my class, McAdam or Rachel no, McAdams? No, that's... Uh, am, I, am I blending this with fucking Mean Girls? Am I... Uh, 
it's two. Well, the uh, the one girl is Alba, Jessica Alba. Uh, and then the blonde girl is fucking. What the fuck is her name? Stand up. Oh, she gets embarrassed day one. This is pretty bad. I got humiliated in school. Yeah, they My put them. My name the is Josie Geller. I'm a high school student. I'm from. Is she having a flashback of her? No, this is the current hot dude, and she thinks it's the old guy. That's fucking. That is Jonathan Jackson. Yeah. That is a re. He was a heartthrob in the early '90s. He's in the movie Camp Nowhere. Uh, had a big, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas type haircut. This was his first movie after being a nobody, and like he shows up, and it doesn't even look like him, dude. Yeah. But that's Jonathan Jackson. Wow. Sheep farmers. Trying to My keep his fucking family life. raised sheep. It looks like she just threw up. There you go, down out. <laughs> when did this come out again? Ninety nine, dude. I. I tell you what, dude. Should we wrap her up? Yeah, we can wrap it up. We're getting there. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's ease around here. Not just cut it off. Look at the how bright. All the makeup. Oh, this is where it's also kind of gross, but not illegal. So she ends up falling in love with that teacher. Which on its face, it looks like he's banging a student, but she's exactly. really of age. Junior copywriter extraordinaire yeah. <laughs> from the Chicago Sun-Times. Going undercover. Yeah. That heavy-hitting Sun-Times journalism. So yeah, do you want to... We'll ease out of it here. Yeah. Uh, it's rom-com weekend, guys, so make sure you tune into E! All it weekend. Is? This is a well. It'll be almost oh, over because yeah. it's Sunday. So they're having the cop movies, and then they're having the so, the, the rom com. You know, movies. as you wow. listen to this on a Sunday, pop on E, and yeah. even if this isn't on, they'll probably say play the same three movies over yep. and over again. I guarantee that's you. Biff. Well, that's the dude. Who, no, 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 no. Who's that guy in the right? Right to her. That guy's been in stuff. Josie. Oh, Pastoral means set in the country. Originally seen in the eclogue. Oh no! It's it's. Latin. Not he looks like Biff. It's not the dude. It's not Biff, but yeah, no. he's been in stuff. He though. was in Together. He was in the fucking dude. This is great. There's this. I don't know if it's this scene. Are you sure you're seventeen? He asked the students. Yes. So Biff, the guy I'm you think 17. is Biff, yeah. is a jock, and he goes, "So you're a football player." He goes, "What do you do on the football field?" Because he wants him to like be articulate, and he goes, "We kick ass." Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking exactly. great. Uh, yeah, she befriends Lily's a bit. It's another like. Loser in high school becomes cool, and then her yeah. friends hate her, and then she gets with them. But then she gets to fuck, fucking old boy, at the end. Is, is that Robert Reich? The <laughs> no, it's uh, what's his name? It's Michael Varton. What a cast! And then Molly Shannon plays her boss at the Sun Times, who like is all excited, like loves the high school gossip and shit. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks right. for listening. Yeah, I gotta wind this one down. I tripped down all memory right. lane. Uh, Fades out on this one. Oh, on her oh, white pants. Milk on the Chocolate milk on her white pants. All right. See you next week, guys.